Absolutely. We'll, we will definitely be watching out for that. I would definitely say uh, KJ Santos, 100%, you're absolutely right, because he, he always, especially when you and me are here, seems to have some great games and uh, can really shoot the lights out. So this this definitely looks like a winnable game for UIC, and uh, that's what we're... That's what we're hoping for this this afternoon. Keep the winning streak alive. All right, let's so let's jump right into our keys to the win. Absolutely. I, I, I'm I'm looking for overall shooting. I I would say the more threes you can make, the better. But it's really going to be all about shooting percentage. You you want you want to keep someone like Matthews his streak his streaky shooting alive. Twenty four point five points, shooting fifty fifty eight percent from the over 58 percent from the field so Matthews has been on fire and you want to keep someone like that on fire just by feeding him the ball giving him good shots and uh, really keeping the scoring alive what about yourself who do you think uh, like I said I'm gonna go with somebody that I have been riding along and that's Michael Olaquanle he's been a great player coming and the start since he's been in the starting lineup. He's been clogging the boards and was able to grab rebounds and also give them second chance points. And he's also been good handling the ball as well. So he's one of my players. Also coming off the bench is Vance Whitaker. He has played pretty well for them when he's got minutes. And you know I gotta go to Tigers Ferguson. He just I wanted to see him keep up his streak of and shoot the ball well from the free throw line. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business for a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. -play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor. And I am IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovic. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, -play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovic, and I am IMS. Hey, it's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. 
My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor, and I am. IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. Chicagoland Sports Radio Sports Update. Right at noon, I'm Lakina McGavey of ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Update brought to you by the Illinois Media School. For more information on careers in broadcasting, go to BeOnAir.com. Kobe White's 26 off the bench wasn't enough, though, as the Bulls lose to the T-Wolves 115-108. Bulls fall to 21-41. They host the Pacers tomorrow night at the UC. Meanwhile, at the UC tonight, you got the Blackhawks. They'll try to keep their very slim playoff hopes alive as they host the Edmonton Oilers. Puck drops at 7.30 at the UC. In college, Hoops, Villanova held off Seton Hall. Kansas, number one, Kansas pulls away from TCU. And in today's action, Illinois faces Ohio State. Tip-offs at 6 o'clock. UIC faces Youngstown State in the second round of the Horizon League tourney. Tip-off is at 7 and Illinois State faces Drake in the first round of the Missouri Valley Tournament. That's at 6 o'clock as well. This update is also brought to you by the Whitney City Bulls. Their next home game broadcast will be tomorrow night at 7 against the Capital City Go-Go. For tickets, visit whitneycity.gleague.nba.com slash tickets. That's, w- that's whitneycity.gleague.nba.com slash tickets. I'm McKean McGee, and you listen to Chicagoland Sports Radio, where it's not just sports, it's a way of life.
Richick in the air out in the center. It's deep. Martin on the warning track. Let the celebration begin. The Chicago Cubs are NL Central champions. Now let's start the show. show. Welcome! You're listening to ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's Second City Sports for March the 5th, 2020. I am your host, Sid the Kid. Joining me this week is Lakina McGee. As always, no Jason Pfeiffer here today. He's on uh, broadcast duty, as we call it. He's on assignment, so he'll be gone for the next couple of weeks. Um, unlike the swine flu and the coronavirus, we will not break you apart. We will hold it together mm-hmm. as we take you through this Thursday afternoon. We have no guests this week, but it does not mean we don't have a lot to talk about. We're going to kick things off in a couple minutes. Uh, previewing our, our baseball divisions today is the National League West. Next week, we'll deal with, I think, the Central Divisions. Yes. Yep. And and later on this hour, we'll get into some NBA. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I'm at SidKid80 on Twitter. We're going to give you our opinion. So who's going to be the MVP this year? Is it the Greek Freak? Is it LeBron? Or is it James Harden? We'll give you our thoughts coming up later on in the hour. Next hour, we'll get into some football. Who should the Bears pick up as their backup quarterback to back out Trubisky? We'll get into some college basketball. There's some good games tonight, especially involving one local team of ours. And we'll get into some other stuff as well before we close out at 2 o'clock. Once again, we're at, uh, on social media. I, I'm at SidKid80 on Instagram and Twitter. That's at SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80, both on Twitter and Instagram. Lakina, where can they find you? You can follow me at Kina McGee on Twitter at Kina underscore McGee on the Insta. You can follow us right now as we wait to you from the Facebook Live through hey. Sports <laughs> Facebook feed. So as Sid said, we got a lot to talk about today. So let's get right to it. And let's uh, go. We're gonna start on the diamond. We're gonna you know continue our divisional previews. Now we got the NL West. Well, people will be vying for second place in, <laughs> in that division. I think we can Who's gonna be a first there. place loser? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So let's start off with the heavy the heavy favorites in that division, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, they picked up. Listen, they they picked up David Price. They picked up Mookie Betts. Do you see anything stopping the Dodgers? Ew, if you guys don't mind me, yeah, I look like a pirate still. I'm sorry. Oh, you got the cool version of the Slick Rick look. I know. Yeah, it's gonna be the. <laughs> For you new school kids who don't know who Slick Rick is, he's an old school rapper. Go Google him. Yeah, yeah, I'll say yes. We'll leave it at songs. that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah. In a legend. I'll look like a, look like a pirate for the next couple more weeks, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Sid, yo, do you see anybody? Okay, well, what does the Dodgers have that is so good that that I think that I kind of feel like they're kind of like on a mission. Because, mm-hmm. you know, after what happened the last couple of years with the cheating and stuff with the Astros, I think they're going to want to feel like, okay, there's going to be some sense of urgency. They feel as though that maybe they should have gotten, had a World Series title by now, and I think they're going to be extra motivated. Yeah, that's their, going to be their rallying cry for 2020. And when you take a look at this roster, it's stacked from top to bottom, one through nine. And looking at their starting pitching rotation, yes, it's headed by Clayton Kershaw, which his legacy could have been changed if – uh, the uh, if the Astros didn't win the World Series against them a couple of years ago. But with that being said, he can still be an effective pitcher, but he's not the number one anymore. Walker Buehler uh, has stepped up there left-hander. Uh, I expect big things from him this year. He picked up David Price, as you mentioned, from that Mookie Betts trade. Uh, he's a fellow in, so I don't expect him to win 20 games, but if if anything that David Price can give you, if he stays healthy, that's going to be a bonus. We know his struggles in, in years past in the postseason – outside uh, 2018 when he joined the Red Sox and helped them win that title. Also, you have Julio Arias. 
Uh, we, we'll see uh, at the back end of the rotation, see what he can give them. And Alex Wood as well, uh, we expect big things from him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the problem for the uh, the White Sox is <laughs> where are they going to fit everybody? Because the Jack Peterson for, trade didn't go through. So now mm-hmm. where, where do you put him in the lineup? Yeah, and that's isn't that a good problem to have yeah. to a certain extent? Yeah. You know, looking at the lineup, you have Max Muncy at first base, Justin Turner, who I think is one of the best underrated third basemen offensively in the league. You have Cody, Cody Bellinger, who had his ups and downs. He had a good year last year. And also you have Corey Seager at shortstop. So uh, uh, they're stacked, as I mentioned, from top to bottom. Uh, the thing is for the Dodgers uh, – can they all slug teams on their way to the NL West division title? And that, at, if that's so, can they continue that pace through uh, through the playoffs? Because last year, the Washington Nationals stopped them with great pitching yep. in that opening round. The only thing I will say about the the Dodgers that might be the big question mark is their bullpen. Mm-hmm. Kenzie, Kenzie Jansen. Kenley Jansen, I should say. He they, struggled a big time last yeah, year. Him and Joe Kelly. And Joe Kelly. So yes. you got to think, are they going to be – can they write the shift? Because that's going to be like the one thing that's going to – if anything's going to keep the, the Dodgers from going you know, back to the World Series is their bullpen. Their, their starting mm-hmm. pitching is good. They're well, top to bottom. They're loaded. The the bullpen. They had, I think, the, one of the worst bullpen ERAs in the league last year or near the bottom. So mm-hmm. that that's going to be a big issue for them. All right, let's go to the Diamondbacks, where the newest Diamondback, Madison Baumgartner, what do you think, can they do really do anything? And can he kind of help give them like that boost that they've been waiting for the last couple of years? I think that he can, but the question is will the rest of that uh, pitching rotation follow his lead. Uh, you take a look at Robbie Ray. He had an up-and-down year last year. And you have Luke Weaver, uh, who's been a journeyman yep. uh, throughout his career, uh, taking up that uh, fifth spot in that starting rotation. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen there. I'm just taking a look at that lineup right now. It's almost like a who's who. Yeah. You have Eduardo Escobar at third base. You have Carson Kelly as Pacheco as your starting catcher. You have David Peralta at left field. And you have mm-hmm. Starlin Marte at center field. So, and Cole Calhoun at right field. So, it's almost a who's who when it comes to their uh, starting yeah. lineup. But, uh, the question for me is, will they produce consistently on offense? I don't know if they can. They kind of did it last year, but they ran out of gas. And so, I looking at this lineup, uh, is it's hard for me as, as an outsider looking in, where are they going to generate the offense from? Who's going to be their leader and say, let me produce runs, follow me? I, I just don't see it. The people forget that the D that the D-backs were right there for a wild card spot. But like mm-hmm. you said, so they ran out of gas. So, I'm interested to see how, you know, especially where you know, they fed Madison Baumgartner in that rotation. Uh, can Christian Walker, I mean, he was sort of like the sort of like the star that kind of came out last mm-hmm. year. Can he kind of keep it up? Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of question marks with the Diamondbacks. But like you said, though, that lineup's good. They'll be right there. I don't know if they'll be able to compete for a wild card spot, but I think they can be right there and kind of like slug it out for a Dolphin. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And they, they have a lot of competition in that division, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, office is going to be a challenge for them all season long down there. Yeah. Yeah, the pitch, Yeah, I think the, the pitching – the pitching – I don't think they have any issues with pitching. It, but it's just that, like you said, it, it's the hitting, that the hitting is going to mm-hmm. be the big issue there. So let's go to the Bay Area and let's talk about the Giants. Gabe As Kapler. I called last year, respectfully, the AARP team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got Gabe Kapler – you know, the new manager there. Yeah, Bruce Bochy out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, – Actually, he retired. But, yeah, he retired. So, but, you know, three – I don't want to disappoint the legend. Yeah, I'll say three, three, three World Series. I mean, come on. 
you know, Coito's still there, Jeff Samarja's still mm-hmm. there, Buster Posey. I mean, they still got some of that ARP <laughs> <laughs> type um, thing, but, you know, Joey Bart, I mean, one of their top prospects, do they call him up? Um, is it kind of going to be like one of those things where it's going to be like, just let's just see what we have and then, you know, we'll figure it out next year with the Giants? It could be if they get out to another bad start. Uh, but uh, like you said, Gabe Kepler's over there now, and we'll see what he brings to that clubhouse. You still got veteran leadership in Buster Posey, the catcher, Brandon Bell at first base, Evan yeah. Lagorio, who's out of his prime, at, still at third <laughs> base, but you have one of the mainstays at shortstop in Brandon Crawford. So I want to see how the Giants start the season. If they start out okay, maybe, maybe they have a chance at a wild card, but as an outsider looking in, I just don't see it this year. And maybe if they do get off to another bad start, we'll see what kind of assets they get back at the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, do, do, do they trade Posey? Do they dr- trade Samarja? Do they trade mm-hmm. Cueto? I mean, like the veterans, like we just mentioned. So it'll be interesting. And, you know, let, let's go to the Rocky Mountains, to Colorado, uh, where Nola Arenado, we've talked about it for like the last month. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a happy camper, and he wants out, despite the fact that they he agreed to a $260 million extension. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what do you think about that situation? <laughs> <laughs> if you just take a look at their starting rotation led oh. by Herman Marquez. Yeah. I know Cal Freeland's been up and down the last few years. Chichi Gonzalez and Peter Lambert. Who are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> offense. why he wants to leave. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> not no personal offense to no those offense guys, those but guys, if you but look yeah. at the roster, but now I would like to leave too. But besides Nolan Arenado, you still have Daniel Murphy at first base. Yep. You still have Trevor Story, who kind of struggled last year. You still have Ian Desmond out in left field. You you still have Charlie Blackman. Yep. I think Colorado is in the same situation as San Francisco. If they're up to another uh, subpar start, and maybe they seriously think about training uh, Arenado and maybe Charlie Blackman as well. He busted out a couple years ago in Let's see what happens if they're out to one of those horrible stars. They just can't quite get over that hump. Look for those two guys to see some value in the trade market on July 31st. Their pitching was a big issue later mm-hmm. on in the season. You know, Wade Davis, Jake McGee, Brian Shaw, they were all bad. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, let the – I mean, it, it, I think it's one of those things where I think it sort of is the same thing with the Giants, like you said, Sid, that it, as we wave to the people <laughs> walking by. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be kind of like the like the Giants. I mean, do, if they go to a bad start, will people want to take that big contract for Arenado? We'll see. Um, let's stay kind of in that same area to the Padres, Fernando Tatis Jr. Why isn't MLB promoting him more? I don't know. Why did the White Sox trade him a few years ago? Well, yeah, James Shields. <laughs> I, I was trying to. Well, listen, I, I, was, I, was, I was trying to. I was trying to do it for you. I was trying to kind of be. Oh, it's okay. You. I'm over it, but some folks ain't over it. But yeah, that's all another issue. Over, yeah, it's a whole other thing. But yeah, I mean, can they kind of make inroads? They may be that surprise team to come out the NOS, not not to challenge the Dodgers, but maybe for a wild card. You take a look at that starting rotation, Chris Paddock. And you have Joy Lucheski and Gary Richards and Zach Davies are rounding out their rotation. If they can uh, stay in the middle ground, they may have a chance. But you take a look at their offense. I really like that Eric Hosmer, the former World Series champion yeah. with the Kansas City Royals. Manny Machado, he had a good year last year. Good, not but great. Right, but it was good enough for his first year in that big contract. Also, you have Tommy Pham in left field uh, from the Tampa Bay Rays. And you have uh, Will Myers in right field, who's an underrated good player. So the Padres do not have too bad of a lineup. But the question is, will they be consistent 
enough offensively. And I think that they can. And also, don't forget about that bullpen as well, led by Drew Pomerantz. Oh, I love Drew Pomerantz. Yes. He's really good <laughs> Oh yes. bullpen. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think like you said, I think they could be right there to challenge for a wild card spot. I mean... I mean, you know, will they run out of gas? I mean, that's what happened with them last year. But I think, you know, with Machado over the year under his belt, Eric Hosmer didn't have a didn't have a great year last year. But, you know, you got Fernando, Fernando Tatis Jr. who – sorry, White Sox fans. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, he's quickly becoming a big star over there too. He's probably like one of the biggest, you know, rising stars that you probably have never heard of because, you know, he plays all the way in San Diego. But I think – Listen, I think the Padres can challenge for a wild card spot. I really do. I, yeah. I think if the pitching can kind of stay consistent, that was the problem last year. If, you know, Machado can be the Machado that we know he can be, and if Hosmer kind of lead the way with that young team, I think they could be right there for a wild card spot in the division. Any other thoughts for the the NL West? It looks like it's going to be a, the rebuilding division outside of the Padres and Dodgers. But we'll see. Baseball is a funny game, so we'll see what happens. Yep, and it should be a fun one in the NOS, even though it will probably be over by maybe Memorial Day. Who knows? <laughs> just like last year. <laughs> Rinse much. and repeat. Exactly. It's just like the last couple of years. And extra mo- extra motivation for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, we're right at the right, – we're right on time. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> our, our, our PD Cortez will be very happy about that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about some NBA. Kobe White, should he be starting? MVP for the uh, – is it LeBron, Giannis, or Harden? And more and more and much more, including a big game tonight coming up next. Second City Sports, Chicagoland Sports, Radio.com. And we'll see you. We're going to be talking some NBA coming up next. And I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years. And I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor, and I am IMS. 
When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor, and I am. IMS. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor. And I am. IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor. And I am IMS. Hey, it's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9, The Mix, and I am IMS. Radio.com. Sydney and Lakina with you today. Again, no Jason. He's off for the next couple of weeks, but we're going to hold it down for him while he's gone. So uh, a little taste of your own medicine there by Stephanie Miller. Yes, from 1984 to all you coronavirus um, panic panic attackers out there. Just one simple advice, people. Cover your mouth when you cough and sneeze. And number two, wash, wash your, your hands. hands. Wash your hands. Thank you. There's our PSA for today. Yeah, and, and wash your hands. Yeah, and, also, and have hand sanitizer with you, even like those little bottles. I'm sure. I know it's hard to find nowadays. 
Because y'all been buying them up in bulks. Yeah, so I'm like, and they've been around like for like what, almost 20 years now? Yes, yes. You guys haven't used them before? <laughs> I'm just saying, they've been around. Hello? <laughs> I freaking out! I don't know what to do. I'm coughing. I got the virus. Ah! Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little NBA. Um, the Bulls. We'll just get that out of the way. The Bulls. Oof. Um, lost someone that's like to the T Wolves. No. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Zach no Levine. Zach Levine. Yeah, yeah. They lost by seven. Uh, one fifteen to one oh eight. Uh, taking a look at the box score from last night: thirteen points in in twenty one minutes from Larry Marketing, who's now back. Wendell Carter Jr., who's working himself back into the lineup, only six points but nine rebounds in 25 minutes of action. Kobe White, once again, 35 minutes off the bench, 26 points, including two of seven from three-point shooting. He also had six dimes. And Otto Porter Jr., who's now back from his injuries, only one of eight shooting in 18 minutes of action. He contributed just two points. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of one of those things where it's sort of, uh, like you said, rinse, lather, repeat with the Bulls. <laughs> should, Kobe, should Kobe White be starting? Because I'm sure yes. like there's been like this lobbying from like national people, like Jay Williams from ESPN mm-hmm. has been saying it. Um, Jalen Rose has also been saying. It. I mean, there have mm-hmm. been a lot of you know folks, national pundits have been lobbying for Kobe White to start. So, what do you think? I, I, I know uh, we questioned the head coach Jim Boylan. No, it's not all his fault that the Bulls are struggling. But excuse me, he doesn't know what he's doing. No. And number two, what do you have to lose at this point? I know you don't want your players that you project to be your future to develop bad habits going forward but even uh in these last uh less than two months of the regular season what do you have to lose we all know that the, that this organization has said that the playoffs were the goal even though they mathematically still in and let's be realistic they're not going to the playoffs no, what do you have to lose put kobe white in the starting lineup if you herald him as a franchise player going forward why not start him See what you've got. Yes. See what you've got. Now, I'm sure he's going to be part of that core that you're going to build around. There's six games out of the last playoff spot. Orlando's been holding it down. They've lost three in a row, so we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. But mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like, at this point, I'm just tired. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I am. I'm, 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 I'm tired. I'm tired of the same song. We've been, the song and dance we've been doing for the last three or four years. This is why I wish our buddy Matt Peck was here, because I'm sure he would be going, <laughs> going you know, crazy yeah. within reason. No, yes. no swear words. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm tired. Like, start Kobe White. See what you got. Switch stuff around. Zach Levine's probably going to be out another, like, week, maybe. So let, let, let's sort of see what you have here with, with Kobe White. Everyone else has been saying it, so... And Jim Boylan, stop calling timeouts like, you know, where you're down like 15 or something. He I'm did trying to teach you a lesson. Yeah. Okay. He did it again last <laughs> night. And I'm sure I'm sure Ryan Sonnen was probably like, okay, dude, really? Did, really? Did you see him and hear him snap at Sam Smith of Bulls.com? Uh, I think it was a week ago. Uh, when. No, uh, tell, no, tell people about that. Um, So Sam Smith, after one of the games, I forgot which one. Uh, which one. Uh, Kobe White. I think it was the Wizards game. I'm not sure uh, if memory serves correct. Sam Smith. I asked him, like, when are you going to start Kobe White? So, of course, Sam Smith, the legendary writer, has been around him longer than all of us. Yep. <laughs> and so Jim Jim Boylan response to Sam is like, I don't know why you – I'm just paraphrasing. I don't know why you asked that question. We like uh, – Kobe White's in a great place. We like using him in that type of role and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Sam Smith knows what he's asking. He knows what he's doing. So uh, if he or anybody else in that room wants to ask that question again, they have the, they have the right to. Yeah. So you can tell that little things are bothering them. Yeah, it, it, you can tell that I, I, I think a lot of Bulls fans just want the season to be over. These last 20 games, go 
excuse me, go by quick. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about the rest of the NBA. Yeah, there was some great games last night. Yes. Uh, one in particular I watched last night, the New Orleans Pelicans and the Dallas Mavericks. Wasn't Dallas, that, so much, that was so much fun. Yeah, Dallas night. got by 127 to 123 in overtime. Kristaps Porzingis led the Mavericks with 34 points. Luka Doncic picked up another triple-double. Zion Williamson with 21 points. I like New Orleans, but if they don't make the playoffs, this is the reason why you saw it on Sunday. If you watched that game against LeBron in the yeah. in the Lakers, they just cannot close out in the last few minutes of the game. That's been their big problem. Yeah, even before Zion got yes. back, that was that was their problem. And you can kind of tell he's starting to kind of like get a little bit winded. And this was his first back-to-back game yeah. set of the season that yeah. he played through. Yeah, so and he would, survived it pretty well. He did. He did pretty well. But I think you know it's, it's like it, like we've been saying, it's going to take him a little bit to kind of get used to the NBA grind. Mm-hmm. You know, playing sometimes Sunday's back. To back so but listen I'm, I'm sure listen, it's going to be right down to the wire for that last playoff spot I mean they're let's see they're not too far back they're, they're about five games out of the Grizzlies which are holding that spot down but yeah listen, Memphis got a big win last night on the road huge. at Brooklyn yeah they really need that, and that, oh, that huge to me like 39 points mm-hmm. Ooh, boy I wonder what happened with the Brooklyn t- last night but yeah, I mean, OKC's been looking great. I mean, mm-hmm. th- this was a team that a lot of people left for dead. We all did. <laughs> Everybody did. And, we all did. you know, listen, Billy Donovan showing, listen, hey, I can coach. And Chris Paul said, I'm, I'm going to make this work. And it's been working. So Speaking of Billy Donovan, I've been a, a critic of his, of his throughout the years when he had better talent, i.e. Westbrook and Durant and Paul George the last previous two years. Mm-hmm. Do you think in reason that he deserves some votes for Coach of the Year? Because unless it's a big old collapse, they're going to the playoffs. Do you think that Donovan deserves a, a he should be, some uh, some he votes should, for yeah, coach of the he year? He should definitely be right there. He should be okay. right there, like the top two or three. Because I really think that, like we just said, because no one really gives him credit no, yeah, for anything. Say, this nobody year. gives him credit. No one's giving him credit. Like I said, they basically left his team for dead and left his job. His job security was left for dead. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they've been able to do this, especially in that tough Western Conference, yeah. He should definitely get some props. And also, uh, another coach that should be considered for Coach of the Year is Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat. If yes. you saw that game on Monday oh, against yeah. Giannis, the Greek freak in Milwaukee, they did an excellent job on defense, especially yep. by Abadim. Oh, I'm, well, I'm tripping on names to name. <laughs> Bam, I'm by a deo. Thank you, thank Something you. Something like that. I, listen, I, yeah, listen, even but, when he was in college, I couldn't pronounce his name. But so uh, he did a great job along with Jimmy Butler and the rest of those guys building up a wall against Giannis. I know uh, people around the league gave them credit, and, and rightfully so, but they're not the first team to do it. You know who did it last year? The Toronto Raptors. Raptors. Yes. <laughs> and Once again, not giving the y'all any credit. Come exactly. On, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I think if if they should meet up in the playoffs, there will be a fun series. I think Milwaukee, if they get by my by Miami, is going to be a tough series. It's not going to be a, a cakewalk. Yeah. Even oh, though no, they're treating this regular season as a cakewalk, uh, it won't be easy come playoff time. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Milwaukee's sort of, I know they're like their 53 wins, and I'm sure, you know, they had a big one last night, but come on. I mean, they, they're not, they shouldn't be cakewalking because, you know, Giannis, Giannis needs somebody, needs somebody to help him out. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton, is he, do you really trust him to do it? No, he's a nice player, but no. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really have anybody to kind of help him out. I mean, all the other teams, they've got depth. They've got like two or three guys that can, and even four guys in some cases to help them, mm-hmm. to help, you know, each other out. But Milwaukee doesn't. And 
Milwaukee needs to think about that. You know, once it gets close to playoff time, that's what happened last year against mm-hmm. the Raptors. And that, and that's why I questioned their head coach Mike Budenholzer, who's a great Popovich disciple. We saw it in Atlanta when they had that surprise 60-win season in 2015. Even though, though we all knew that Cleveland and LeBron James were the better team, they could have stolen a couple of games in that Eastern Conference Finals, yes, but they, they got swept. But last year, when when they were up 0-2 and they refused to adjust to, to yep. Toronto's defensive system. Mike Boonholz was said during that series, oh, I'm not changing anything. I'll let them beat us. Well, Toronto did coming back from a hole to hole. Okay. Yeah. If that thing, if something like that, a similar situation like that happens again this year, uh, Giannis, you have to look at your head coach and say, uh, something's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard someone say this the other day. He may be this era's Mike D'Antoni. He's a good regular season head coach, but when it comes to crunch time, you disappear. Strong words there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you got uh, true leaders uh, look at reality. Reality is until Milwaukee gets over that hump and the road is right is is left wide open for them. They, they can't get over it this year. I don't know if they could ever get, o- get over um like like this ever again. Right now they're the class of the East and rightfully so, but it all come down it'll, it will all come down to the playoffs. Milwaukee, you know, well ahead of every everybody. They've already clinched a playoff spot. Nine and a half up on the Raptors. Um, so Toronto's always in. Toronto always fascinates me because it doesn't seem like they get their due. I don't think any. Still, even we got, mm-hmm. we got about twenty games left, and still no one's given them any credit. Unless they really fall to here, they're gonna win at least fifty plus games. Got a big one tonight against. Golden State and the return of Steph Curry. Yes, on TNT at 945 Chicago time. That should be an interesting one yes. there. Yes, the rematch the of last year's finals. Yeah, where all the emotions will be there. Um, Boston, I mean, listen, Jason Tatum, I mean, that, that that's like, come on. Is there anything that you can't say about him at this point? Yeah, I know they struggled uh, recently, but I'll, I'll say this before Boston. As I said all year, they're going to be a tough out for somebody come play all time. Me personally, I think they're the second best team in the East right now. I know they're technically behind Toronto in the standings, but they're playing some great ball right now. And wait till Kim Walker gets back. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're really going to take off. And that team's going to win 50 games as well. Oh, yeah, they're well on their way. Um, Miami, we talked about them. Number five, you got Indiana. They've been kind of up and down lately, so. We'll see how Victor Oladipo uh, adapts to that lineup because yeah. uh, he's been up and down, and you expect it coming off that knee surgery from a year ago. But uh, they, they need to get it together. And if they don't have home court, even though Nate McMillan is a good coach, uh, his potential is going to be some problems there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Philadelphia, uh, Joel Embiid, uh, 180. Um <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but uh, <laughs> they've also been up and down. They've lost a couple in a row. What's wrong with Philly? Well, like you said, Embiid and Simmons were out. They got beat down by the Clippers on Sunday, even though they, they, they did they compete. They kept it close, yeah. They did Shake keep it close, listen, so I'll Shake give them Milton. that. But against the Lakers on Tuesday, uh, not so much. Yeah. Uh, they both need uh, Simmons and Embiid healthy, and they just need to start winning some games on the road. Absolutely. Because as of right now, if they don't finish uh, – at four or three, they don't have to start the uh, playoffs on the road. And, that, and the way they played on the road this year is going to be awfully difficult. 
Brooklyn Nets. I mean, Brooklyn's been up and down too. They'll probably make it by default. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> them in Orlando. So yeah, but also just because the East is so bad mm-hmm. and Kyrie's hurt, so it's, it's just gonna be they're just gonna be hanging on by a thread. Oh, uh, shout out to Karis Levert, yeah. uh, fifty-one points on the road. Yeah, I, and I think I saw the say it was thirty-seven of his fifty-one points came in in the fourth quarter in yep. overtime. Yep, no one. So that ever, was a big win on the road. Yeah, no one's ever done that in the last twenty seasons. Nobody's done that. So you know, give Karis some props there. Michigan Wolverine, um, Orlando Orlando's holding on to that that playoff, mm-hmm. the eighth playoff spot. I mean, the Wizards are four and a half back. Bradley Beal, as much as he's great as he's done, he needs help. There's nobody else there that could help him. So I think Orlando's going to keep that number eight seed, I think. Yeah, after Orlando, you just draw a line. Everybody else, uh, the rest can go in place. See you next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Off to the West, you got, you know, the Lakers. You know, they've won a couple in a row. LeBron, I think LeBron's kind of in the zone right now. So I feel as though that maybe he's kind of like on a mission. Yeah, we'll get into if he deserves MVP consideration in our next segment. Yep. But as far as the team, they are playing well right now. Uh, uh, they have another big game on Friday yep. against the Milwaukee Bucks at home, and then that big matchup Sunday against the Clippers. Clippers. Ooh, I can't wait for that one. Oh, uh, I'll be I'll be in, on the couch in front of the television, HD style, baby. Oh, well, speak, I cannot wait. Well, I cannot the, wait for that one. Yeah, well, speaking of the Clippers, they won five in a row. They got a big one tonight against Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston so far, I know they lost a couple of nights ago. That was a tough one for them, but uh. Listen, small ball seems to be working, and that should be a good one tonight against uh, the Clippers. Yeah, as I said before, Houston, you're a great regular season team, but it all comes down to the playoffs. Um, Denver, I know I know Jason loves that Denver team, but they it's just I, I really don't know what to think of them. Yeah, they've been struggling with injuries this year. <clears throat> Excuse me. My guy Jamal Murray's been yeah. in and out of the lineup. Uh, Jogic is holding the fort, but the, everybody else has kind of been disappearing lately, but – this is a kind of the time that they're struggling, but I, hopefully they'll come out of it, and I think that they will. Utah, um, they've won three in a row. Mm-hmm. Nice run by them. We talked about OKC. Mm-hmm. Dallas also. Memphis, like we said, we, they've been holding down that spot. Portland's, you know, three games out. Also, Sacramento. You know, San Antonio, I mean, you know, shout out to Tim Duncan, you know, his first, you know, winning his first game coaching. So <laughs> that should be fun. The big fundamental. Yeah. I can only imagine what that huddle was like. Uh and then you got New Orleans, the Lion in New Orleans. I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to make the playoffs. I know they're four games out because a lot has to happen. But Yeah. Yeah, Portland, they got back Damian Lillard last night. Um, they need to get it going here. Yeah. Because uh, as I said on this program the last couple of weeks, if you're the Lakers, you don't want to face Portland in that first round. No. So I think they're going to be praying and cheering for Memphis to keep that spot yes. locked. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I guess we're going to do... the Who deserves uh, yeah, MVP? MVP deserves mm-hmm. discussion. Also, maybe some NFL as well. Second C Sports, ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor, and I am 
IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. Hey, it's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. Hey, it's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. Hey, it's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. Second City Sports right here on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com along with Miss LaKena McGee uh, spinning the dials on the ones and twos. Mm-hmm. I am Sid the Kid. You can watch us on Facebook Live at Facebook.com backslash ChicagolandSportsRadio.com as we wave to you. 
That's Facebook.com backslash ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. As we continue our NBA discussion and as we tease uh, before the break, who is the NBA's most valuable player for 2019-2020? You have Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks, LeBron James from the Los Angeles Lakers in his 17th season, and you have Mr. James Harden representing the Houston Rockets. I will make my case for Mr. LeBron James. Here's why. He is number 12 in scoring at 25.5 points per game. But that's why he's not my why he's not my not, that's my not the reason why my that's MVP. That's not the reason why he's your MVP. Thank you. Thank you. I can't talk today for some reason. But uh, twisters. But in his in anybody's 17th season, which superstar in their 17th year has led uh, in a major category in the NBA? Someone please tell me. Right now, LeBron James leads the league in assists at 10.5 per game. This is not over a two-month stretch, a two-week stretch, a two-game stretch. This is for the whole season. And let's be honest here. When he came to the league, what was he known for? Passing, mm-hmm. who has a threat to score. And that's what he's been doing all year. It helps when you have Anthony Davis on your team, and that's what helps when you have shooters, even though they've been inconsistent all year. LeBron James is totally healthy, unlike a year ago when he had that growing injury. And he's just been more as a leader, and I know part of it has to do with also with the, uh, the tragic death of Kobe Bryant as well. But it seems like he's more comfortable within his own skin in his 17th, 17th season. He has more knowledge of the game than anybody. His basketball IQ is strong, and he's actually making his teammates better. So he's the reason why he's my MVP. You just stole my thunder with that. That's why I, that's why I picked LeBron as, as mm-hmm. my MVP too right now because I think – MVP is all those things. It's a total package. It's mm-hmm. not just scoring. It's not just rebounding or assists. It's the whole thing. It's leadership. You can tell that you know those guys, Anthony Davis and the rest of the guys on that, Kyle Kuzma, the rest of the guys on that team, they're rallying around LeBron and mm-hmm. you know everything else has been going through, of course, with you know, like you said, with Kobe's untimely death and with everything else. I think, like I said in the previous segment, he's on a mission. He wants to win a championship. If nothing else for Kobe and for everybody in Los Angeles – I think he's on a mission. It's gonna be he's gonna be hard to stop. And yes, James Harden leads leads the league in three point shooting and in points. But mm-hmm. is he really doing anything of value to the Rockets? You got Russell Westbrook now. He's kind of mm-hmm. he kind of helped kind of like you know shifts the scoring off him. Giannis, I mean, listen, I know Giannis is not in the top ten in a lot of these categories, but even still, is he really kind of like the big MVP? Is he sort of like the MVP? I know he won it last year, but. He didn't. He didn't show up, you know, in some of the big games. So that 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 to me kind of like is a big deal as well. Here's the thing with LeBron James, and I was thinking about this for the last 24 plus hours or so. He's suffering what Michael Jordan suffered through, especially during his comeback uh, years in the late 90s. We all watched it up close, Lakina. Yep. He should have been MVP every year, but there was a couple of times that he didn't get it. The 93 MVP, which I agree with, by the way, yeah. that Charles Barkley deserved. Barkley that, deserved was his, that, year, right, yeah. that, that was his first year with the Phoenix Suns, and Jordan beat him in the finals. And there was the 97 MVP, which Carmelo got, and everybody, including Yoshiro, was upset at the time. and Everybody thought that Michael should have won MVP for that year. But with that being said, LeBron James is going through this right now. I know he has five MVP regular season MVPs tying Michael Jordan. But I, uh, it, you could argue that there's a couple of years that LeBron shouldn't have been considered, but for the most part, these last few years, he should have been considered MVP. I believe this is that season that he that he should win it, but 
I don't think he's going to get it because of the LeBron fatigue and in yep. the decision. Don't get mad at me for saying this, but it's the 10 year anniversary, by the way, this summer. <laughs> but uh, uh, the stuff that he's done off the court that is questionable, people just won't let go. But you have to focus on what he's done for the Lakers this year. It hasn't been nothing short but remarkable. Now, getting back to Giannis. Uh, take him off that team. That's still a, a borderline playoff team at best. He's had a great year, but I, I, for me as an outsider look, looking in, it just hasn't had the same impact as it, it did a year ago when they were coming out of nowhere, taking that next step to be a contending team. Now with James Harden, we all know his struggles throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a regular season award, but we all know wh- how he does handles big moments. Mm-hmm. He doesn't handle it very well. Maybe in, in, in a time or two, he does okay, but for the most part, he just doesn't handle big moments very well. If you're going to be an MVP, you have to be there in tough times as well as the good. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a big part for the MVP. So, listen, feel free to chime in. You know, listen, we're right here on Facebook Live, ChicagoLandSportsRadio.com. So, you know, your thoughts on who should win MVP. But with that said, we're going to go to the NFL gridiron. <laughs> Never get tired of that music. Oh, never, never, never. And we haven't started free agency yet. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that because we got two weeks before anybody, before the new league starts, before you know, the free agent period starts. Mm-hmm. There are now rumors that Tom Brady, you know, they're saying that he'll either go back to New England, go to Tennessee to play with his former teammate, now head coach Mike Vrabel. And this this little tidbit came out early this week, the San Francisco 49ers. So we're doing a switch like they did last time. You know, they trade Brady and maybe a couple of draft picks to the 49ers for Jimmy Garoppolo and a couple of draft draft picks. I mean, I I almost fell fell out of my chair when someone brought that up. But what what do you think, Sid? I think this is just some uh, sports radio heavy rumor talk, to be honest with you. I'll be shocked at that came true. Now, Bill, if you're Bill Belichick, the head coach of the Patriots, or as I like to call him, Bill Belichick, uh, you'll be happy with Garoppolo, Garoppolo because that was his guy before um, mm-hmm. owner Robert Kraft told him, you must trade him because I like Brady just that much. <laughs> but with that being said, if you're the 49ers, do you, I think you will be taking a step back because, yes, Brady will be a, a big addition to the team, but in a couple of years, you have to re- recycle of the starting quarterback all, all over again. Let's mm-hmm. be honest here, Lakina. Yep. Especially oh, yeah. in today's climate of the NFL, it is so hard to keep up a consistent winner with roster turnover at yeah. an all-time high. Uh, it, it's just impossible to keep it at a high level consistently every year. Look at the Patriots. So look oh, what yeah. happened to them this year. Yeah, they had a great record, but um, their defense faltered. Tom Brady uh, faltered as they well. Score, they didn't score as many points. Exactly. Did, so. so, And their defense got exposed for what it was later on in the season. So yep. it's just really hard. And if you're San Francisco, you really take a look at, at this. Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo, you really didn't ask him to do too much last year. I don't think he's as bad as people want to make him out to be. Yes, he missed that big throw in the Super Bowl to Emmanuel Sanders. That game would have been over. He would have yep. connected. But – was it really Jimmy Garoppolo the reason why you lost the Super Bowl last year? No. No. <laughs> exactly. And I feel I feel the same way. And I just think it's, it's going to be interesting, though, because I just want it to be over with. <laughs> and I, and I think it's, it's the Patriots always going to retire. That's that, that, That's been really, my feeling really all year. That, no, I think he's going to I think he's going to play again. I think he's going to go to the Tennessee. He's either going to go stay with the Patriots or go to Tennessee. That, that's, that's my thing. I don't think I don't see him retiring, especially the way they lost to the Titans 
last, you know, the couple months back. So I, I just don't see him doing that. I don't think he's going to. I'm sure, I'm sure Giselle's probably going to want him to retire, but. She's I, been saying that for the last few years. Yeah, so I don't think. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. The Chicago Bears. There seems to be a growing sentiment that they're going to bring in somebody. As well as they should. And We've been saying that all year, though, too. And, you know, who knows? Maybe even change the scheme a little bit. Do you think that helps? Well, it better because um, both head coach Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, they're on the hot seat, mm-hmm. and especially given what happened two years ago and what happened last year, finishing up 8-8, eight and eight, even though it should have been 79. But, <laughs> but uh, this team was expected to complete, compete for playoffs and perhaps for a Super Bowl. And if you want to get everything out of Mr. Trubisky, you have to take every uh, measurement possible. Let's be honest here. Ryan Pace does not want to look like a fool. Nope. He's going to go down uh, hand swinging and everything else throwing in, uh, the, uh, in, everything at, uh, at Trubisky cooling the kitchen sink, okay? He does not want to... Uh, he does not want to be wrong on this because he traded up to get Trubisky. <laughs> He's going to go down hands fighting, and his job depends on it. And listen. And Trubisky needs some competition, by the way. He does. Because I think everything was in his head last year. Uh, learn this part of the office. Learn this part of the office. Do this, do this. If I don't do this, everything's going to go wrong. Uh, it just it needs to be a, a complete slate. Trubisky needs some competition to help push him. Because let's be honest here. I don't care what line of work you're in. What we do... What the athletes do, competition brings the the best and the worst out of you. And Trubisky, nor anybody else, is, is immune to that. So he needs competition. He needs to uh, see some preseason action as well. And that goes uh, to your head coach. I mean, it's sort of one of those things where psyche, really? Because remember, he lost out on the starting job against Marvin Williams, who's playing in the XFL right now. I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep beating that that point across till somebody listens. If you really think, if you're really that much in your head, you probably shouldn't be playing quarterback for the third largest market in the country. You really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And listen, whether it's you know Andy Dalton, that seems to be the names be popping up. Philip Rivers' names popping up. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, although that's not happening because you need to pay him money and you don't have it, unfortunately. So it's gonna be interesting to see what 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 goes on here because. Their feet to the fire. Mm-hmm. Brian Pace and Matt Nagy are now to the fire now, and if they don't, if they don't, if the Bears don't play well or don't make the playoffs, or you know, the, if Trubisky stinks, they're gone. Yeah, and then their leash is going to be shorter as well because, like you say, everybody's jobs is going to be on the line for 2020. The switching of O linemen yesterday, sort of a rarity. The Los Angeles Chargers traded their All, all Pro uh, tackle Russell Akun to the Panthers in exchange for their standout Trey Turner. What do you think about those uh, kind of big star linemen, you know, switching places? Well, are the Panthers, are they preparing to keep Cam Newton? And if you're the Chargers, are you preparing to go after Brady? Mm. Or perhaps Bridgewater? Hmm. Those exactly. Things <laughs> yeah, that make you say. go, hmm. hmm. Yeah, I'm about to say, because both, both are, you know, I think Turner was a all, was a, a, a pro bowler. I know Coons an all-pro veteran lineman, so... You wonder, is it they're trying to kind of... Because the Chargers have also been a big, big, you know, player in the Tom Brady, also as well as the Bridgewater sweepstakes. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. It'll, it'll be interesting. Um, the uh, NFL CBA deal has been announced to all the players. We probably won't know anything till late next week about this time. It's 456 pages. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> so who's if, gonna read all those? Yeah, pages? I'm about to say yeah. I mean, really, I guess they made some changes to the uh, to the agreement, so we, we don't really know, but I'm sure it'll get leaked. So, what do you think? Does it does this thing gets approved? I think it may get approved because, as we talked about on the show the last couple of weeks, you you just don't have to worry. You had to worry about more than just today. You had to look at down the line and what's the percentage that the of the revenue that the player is gonna uh, get because the last CBA they got railroaded. Yeah. And so you had to look at um, the revenue stream from merchandise, the gambling, which is going to be legal everywhere and not too too distant future. And also you look at the revenue from streaming as well because the television television contracts are up in the next year or two. So you got to look at the percentage of how much the players are going to get, the percentage from that. But I think they're going to want to try and keep it like an untraditional television, but I think they're just going to have like a separate thing for the streaming. That's what Mm -hmm. I've read. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, though, to see – does it get approved? We'll we'll keep you guys mm-hmm. updated with that. Also, Jason Peters, they're all they're all they're nine time Pro Bowler, um, left you know left guard. He's testing the free agent market. What do you think? Well, let's see who capture uh, which team or teams capture uh, uh, his eye for the for their services. Um, uh, it, it should be interesting. So I I I don't know which teams have have a, a boat on him, but uh, he should get some looks. Absolutely, and I think this. I think listen, he's still formidable. Like I said, he's been to. He's like he's nine time Pro Bowler, so yeah. This this you know he's been consistent. So it'll be interesting to see what he decides to do because I I think I'm sure he's still going to want to play, and I think he can still play. And I think it'll be interesting to see who you know vies for his services. Maybe the Bears, but I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't think that's happening either. That's not not, happening. not with this team. Not with this team. So, any other NFL nuggets before we go to break? Oh, yes. Real quick. Um, we were talking about this before the show. Um, Al Michaels, the oh, yeah. Sunday night football announcer for NBC. <laughs> ESPN is trying to acquire his services to, to, woo him. Uh, to, to pair with Peyton Manning to call Monday night football. <laughs> I, I can understand the idea, but I, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, Peyton Manning, I know he was offered money recently by CBS before uh, CBS signed Rubble to the huge contract, but it seems like Peyton Manning wants to do other things. I know he's doing stuff for ESPN Plus, but mm-hmm. it seems like to me he doesn't he doesn't want to do the uh, TV analyst thing. It sounds like he wants to do a front office job. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, if he wanted to do TV work, he would have done it already. He would be he would be up there with Jim Nance, right. probably getting seventeen million dollars. Right. I know Fox was going after him a yeah. year ago, and he said no. Yeah. So uh, I mean, listen. Also, Al Michaels has two years left on his deal with NBC, so that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. And l- listen, I don't know what ESPN does, but with Romo now out and Peyton Manning out now, you're not gonna be able to get Al Michaels. ESPN has a pretty, and they're trying, and apparently they're going to try to get it back on ABC, the Monday Night Football package, and also perhaps maybe get in the Super Bowl rotation. That's why. Yeah. That's why. That's mm-hmm. why they want to get the, the big name. So, yeah, let me just see what ESPN does from here. You got, you know, maybe Philip Rivers and Drew Brees and all that. So we're going to take a quick break. Oh boy, that 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 first hour went by, <laughs> yes. by really fast. Action packed and fast paced. <laughs> oh, that's how we do it here. So yes. we're going to talk about some college hoops in the second hour. Says going to have his Hawks update with the NHL and also some other stuff. Sports. Here we come. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) Here come the Hawks. Maybe too little too late. We'll see. Second City Sports, Chicago Sports, Radio.com. Hour two coming up next. (laughs) 
I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. -play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor. And I am IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, -play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. Hey, it's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, -play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. -play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor, and I am. IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. 
it's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. Chicagoland Sports Radio Sports Update. Right at 1 o'clock, I'm Lakeena McGeevy of ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Update brought to you by the Illinois Media, Media School. For more information on careers in broadcasting, go to BeOnAir.com. Kobe White's 26 off the bench wasn't enough as the Bulls lose to the T-Wolves 115-108. Bulls fall to 21-41, and, and they host the Pacers tomorrow night at the UC. Speaking of the UC tonight, there's going to be some ice action as the Blackhawks will try to keep their ultra-slim playoff hopes alive as they host the Edmonton Oilers. Puck drops at 7.30 at the UC. The Madhouse on Madison! <laughs> In college hoops, Villanova held off Seton Hall. Kansas pulls away from TCU. Illinois faces Ohio State tonight. Tip-offs at 6. UIC faces Youngstown State in the second round of the Horizon League Tournament. Tip-off errors at 7, while Illinois State faces Drake in the first round of the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. Tip-off there is at 6, and it's some uh, news that just came across the roster in the NFL. Not really no big surprise. Chargers running back Melvin Gordon is testing the free agent market. This is also brought to you by the Windy City Bulls. Their next home game broadcast will be tomorrow night at 7 against Central Capital City Go-Go. For tickets, visit windycity.gleague.nba.com slash tickets. Got it right this time. I'm the Keith McKee, this is Chicago Land Sports Radio, where it's not just sports, it's a way of life. Put two seconds back on the clock. They're going to try to throw the baseball pass to one of their great jumpers. Remember, the clock doesn't stop. And they're touches it. Ah! I can't believe it now. Nick Anderson hit the shot. Oh, incredible. They're stopped here with Bloomington. Bob. Sports, ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Lakina and Sydney with you today, hour two. Now, interestingly enough, though, that game that I, it's actually 20, no, 30 years ago to the day that that Nick Anderson hit that game winning shot. That was the uh, you know Illinois-Indiana game over at Semi Hall in 1990. And that was Nick Anderson's game winning shot. Yeah, the year after the flying in the line, I lost in the, to I believe it was Michigan yep. in the in the final four out there in Seattle. Yep. Oh, that was heartbreaking. But yeah, those were some great teams back then. And hopefully now getting back to today, the the final line nine ranked number twenty three in the country. They are twenty and nine, fourth in the Big Ten. As we talked about the last couple of weeks, are they the second best team in the Big Ten? Michigan State. They had a big comeback win on Tuesday, yep. trailing by seventeen on the road at Penn State. Yep. And also, you got to look at Wisconsin. They had a big win uh, last night over a bad Northwestern team. 
as I said before, Maryland is the best team in that conference. Will it transfer over to the NCAA tournament? We shall see in a couple of weeks. I know the Big Ten tournament will be next week in, in Indianapolis, so no, <laughs> that should be fun. Not the city, but the tournament. Yeah, I mean, it, it's – I love this time of year. It's sort of bittersweet because, you know, this is sort of the time of year where people start getting into college hoops that probably have never watched all year. Mm-hmm. But it's also a bummer, too, because the season's almost over in a few weeks, and I'm, I'm not happy about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. Like I said, Big Ten's wide open. They got four double buys. That's why you know you want to finish mm-hmm. in that top four because you get a double buy into the quarters. So that's why you know there's this, you know, not fight, but it's sort of like this thing where I think you want to kind of be – in the top four to get that spot, those spots. And, and speaking of getting to those top four spots, the final line nine, they have a big game tonight on the road at number 19, Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Uh, they, they've been impressive lately. They had that big win uh, on national television su- last Sunday against Michigan. Michigan crumbled uh, the la- latter stages of that game. Mm-hmm. Of course, the final line have, have won their last four games, including uh, um, they defeated Northwestern last Thursday, as we told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they couldn't afford a letdown. They took care of business in Everson, and they squeaked by Indiana last Sunday at Assembly Hall, so formerly known as Assembly Hall. So, uh, Illini, they are peaking at the right time. They have their 20 wins. As we told you a couple weeks ago, their schedule is easy. They should win the majority of them. A tough game on the road tonight, and then you wrap up at home on Sunday at night against Iowa, the revenge game from early in the year where you lost to them big time on the road. That should be a good one there yeah. at Iowa. So, so if they split these next two, they should be in great shape. Should be, yeah, should be now, if, now, if they sweep these two, really look better. out. Yeah, but I expect better. the split, to be honest with you. Yeah, it should be, listen, it should be interesting, you know, those, those last couple of mm-hmm. uh, games of the season. Um, the, the conference tournaments are starting, and San Diego State is first up. In the Mountain West, they face Air Force. Air Force kind of gave them a tough time. They're both mm-hmm. their means of season. They really need to, you know, win it so that not only maybe because I think there's another. I think like New Mexico's are kind of on a bubble, but mm-hmm. if they want a chance at number one seed, yeah, they'll have to uh, perhaps win that uh, conference tournament. Because as I said last week, uh, these smaller conferences, even though it's been an unpredictable year in college basketball, these smaller conferences, they're not. They they may get to to at large bids, but It'll probably be just your, as usual, your conference tournament winner, maybe one if that's it, and then that's about it. Yeah. Because let's be honest here, the Big Ten will probably get by between eight to ten teams. Yeah. The Big East, sort of in that same situation. The ACC, uh, not, not so much. Year. Yeah, and this is not the year for them, but. Pac-12 may get five. Right. After that's the next get, big conference yeah, that's really on, on the rise this yeah, year. Yeah, they only get like two last year, mm-hmm. so. You know, they've had a better season. And, you know, listen, we could be getting, like, three teams maybe going to the tournament from Illinois, from Illinois because the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, we all know that weird things happen in that conference yes. tournament especially. So, <laughs> yes. Illinois State's uh, up first, as I said earlier in the update. They play Drake. Um, you know, Southern Illinois, they play tomorrow and as well mm-hmm. as Loyola. So, we'll see. They need to win the tournament, oh, Loyola. They have, they yeah, I know they yeah. finished strong in the regular season. But uh, for them to get back to the to the tournament, they need to win this tournament. UIC has a big one there in the Horizon League. I'm sure Jason's probably going to be out there. You know, work, mm-hmm. I know, I know Joseph is working that game. That's why there's going to be no students in the game today, tonight, I should say. But so they play Youngstown State. They, I know, they kind of finished pretty strong. So we'll see how they do there. So this is this is a fun time. I mean, 
listen, you're, you're going to see teams that you never heard of. I mean, it, let's look, look at Thomas Snacks Lee from Jackson State. Who had that, <laughs> you know, what a nickname. Perfect, huh? Snacks. And the snacks. biggest guy on the court, Snacks. The legends of Snacks. Oh, uh, uh, he puts uh, John Hot Plate Williams to task. <laughs> And may his soul rest in peace, uh, the late Kevin Duckworth. Oh, yes, yes. Uh. May God rest his soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's going to be – it'll be very interesting because you're going to see a lot of these teams that you probably have never seen, most of you. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they make a big play in in, in their tournament. I mean, they're, they're like the, I think they're like the five seed or six seed in their tournament. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if they can make the tournament, you know. Yeah, a little television trending there. Yeah, um, the, the you know the big uh, big schools start next week yes, on they Tuesday do. and Wednesday. The Big yeah. Twelve, the Big East, the Big Ten, as we mentioned before. SEC. Yeah, the Pac twelve. Pac twelve yep. out in Los Angeles. So yeah, mm-hmm. so they're all finishing up a kind of jogging for a position. Um, also, another big game tonight, number 25, Michigan. I'm surprised they still ranked after the uh, week that they had last week. They host Nebraska. That that should be an easy win. Should be. Should be. It should be. But uh, we'll see what happens. With that one, um, I think this, at this point, I mean, listen, Kansas is probably going to if listen, if Kansas can hang on and perhaps win the Big 12 tournament, they'll probably end up being the number one overall seed. What do you think? Uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with you, Lakina. I, I saw their game last Saturday afternoon against Kansas State. Kansas State, even though they're having a bad year, they gave Kansas a game even after Asabuka injured his ankle. Uh, Kansas showed where they were made up. Tough win on the road in conference. Uh, they they played like a, a number one team in the country. They did, and you know, Azabuki, you know, good good news that that injury wasn't serious. Yeah, thank goodness. So uh, you know, he'll be good to go. So it'll be interesting though, because I I, I mean, this is sort of like it's gonna be between them and Baylor, I think, for that number one mm-hmm. overall seed. I think. Um, going to Saturday's action as everybody's finishing up their regular season. Um, Villanova got a big win at at Seton Hall last night. Yeah, I mean that. that Listen, they're kind of like right there in the cusp of clinching the uh, the Big East East regular season title. They have a tough one against Georgetown. Georgetown needs this to to pull off the upset because they they're on the wrong. They side really the faltered these last few weeks. I was really cheering for Patrick Ewing, but that team has really turned the it's, quarter remember, downwards. It's, it's, well, remember, it's a lack of depth too. I mean, yeah. they, they hung on for a while, but again, that lack of depth is sort of like what killed them in the end. And they need to get it to get it together, unfortunately, and that's not happening right now. Um. Auburn, A and M. They lost to A and M last night. Um, Tennessee, Tennessee's kind of like right in like the edge of that bubble. So. Shouts out to him. They upset yeah. Kentucky in Kentucky. John Calipari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I, I thought of you when that happened. I thought, like, oh, I know. I know, I know, I know Sydney's doing the electric slide at work. Like, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my goodness! But uh, yeah, uh. I mean, listen, they're on the. Listen, Rick Barnes. Listen, Rick Barnes. Let's, let's give him a little credit. I mean, a yeah. lot of people thought that, you know, with a lot of talent that he lost last year, they would be mm-hmm. kind of struggling. But they're right there. They're kind of like right in the tournament right yeah, now. Yeah, they had a great team last year. This team could be even even better than that team uh, that he uh, he took last year that, that beat Iowa again to the Sweet 16, I believe. So we'll see what happens. It should be fun uh, against that shady Bruce Pearl. <laughs> Wisconsin, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Wisconsin, Indiana, they should be on upset alert mm-hmm. because Indiana, they need all the wins that they can mm-hmm. get to make sure they get in safely into the tournament. Um, Creighton and Seton Hall, that, should, that could probably be for the Big East title. Yeah. See, even though Seton Hall lost, they're still like a game up on both Creighton and Villanova. So they win here. They get the number one seed in the, uh, the Big East tourney. Yeah, that should be fun. Uh, looking at uh, the rest of the Saturday schedule, number four, Baylor at West Virginia. Bob Huggins, we'll see what they They've have struggled. for them. They've been struggling lately, too. Yeah, they've really been trending downward as well. Of course, Kentucky, 
They'll they'll be uh, number six. They'll travel to face Florida. Florida's not a bad team, no, but but right I, I expect Kentucky to rebound uh, with a tough uh, game on uh, conference game on the road. Yeah, seriously, they will not be in a very good mood. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, they'll they safe to say that Kentucky will not be in a very good mood. <laughs> um, Duke, North Carolina. I mean, it, it, like I said, like I said a few weeks ago when they played, you throw the records out the window mm-hmm. when these two play <clears throat> play each other. But listen, Duke's been struggling lately. So, but North Carolina's had their issues too. So. You remember what happened uh, when they played uh, almost a month ago? North Carolina had the game, but Duke yeah. came up at the end. So, uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised if that same scenario repeated itself again. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That should be a that could go down to wire as well. Uh, DePaul has Providence. <laughs> do we need to say more i mean listen providence i know they only got 17 wins but they need to keep winning in order to then depaul beat them early in the year did they i, I want to they... say they did they might have it might have been one we'll check three. that but if they that's might... the case providence will be will be on a revenge alert yeah especially like i said especially since they need the wins to get on the bubble um, Oregon and Stanford, that could probably be, they need to get like, 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 like we said all year, uh, Oregon's a potential, uh, final four team yeah, to get so to Atlanta. I know they, I know they've struggled a little bit lately, but I think they, they need to win this in order to stay on pace with UCLA. Listen, I can give Mick Cronin some props. Yeah. You know, they, they've been playing very well lately. They're like right there, like in the top seed for the, the Pac-12 mm-hmm. tournament. I don't think anybody thought that that would happen, but again, give them some props and you know, that should That'd be interesting there how they how that finishes. Yeah, and take a look at the Sunday schedule. Number twenty five Michigan will travel to face number nine Maryland. That's on Fox. Maryland, uh, Mar- not, as Maryland I say, Maryland's the best. <laughs> yeah, Maryland's the best team in the Big Ten. Will they transfer into the Big Dance? We shall see. Memphis will travel to Houston to face the number twenty one Cougars. That's at eleven a.m. on CBS. That'll be yeah. That they need that to kind of get back on the bubble. Um, Tulsa, Wichita State, safe. This mm-hmm. could probably be an elimination game as well. Yep. And number nineteen, Ohio State will travel to East Lansing to face number sixteen, the Michigan State Spartans. And of course, we mentioned earlier, number eighteen, Iowa, to travel to Champaign to face number twenty-three, Illinois. Ah, this is, listen. Like I said before, this should be a <laughs> that'll be a revenge game there, like mm-hmm. you said, for you know the upset-minded. Um, Illinois, they lost to Iowa in that tough one over at Hawkeye Arena. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, this is going to be – listen, this is sort of like the last weekend of the regular season. So, you know, if you check out some of these games, everybody's kind of jockeying for a position for the conference tournaments that will be starting next week for the bigger conferences. And also, like I said before, I mean, hopefully if you're, if you're from Illinois, you want to cheer for Southern and Loyola and Bradley and Illinois mm-hmm. State to perhaps get into the finals at least – so that we can actually get a co- more than one Illinois team in the tournament? We may have two. I, I talked the possibility of three because of North Illinois from the from the MAC, but we may get two. Yeah. Illinois, uh, the final line I in for They're sure. In for sure, yeah. But we may get one more. It'll be great uh, representing the great state of Illinois. Yeah, I mean, come on, let's let's get some love here, guys. Let let's do this. So, mm-hmm. and also also props to the uh, the women's DePaul DePaul women's team and the Northwestern yeah. Lady Wildcats as well. First let's time, give them a first hand. Time, first time ever that they've won the Big Ten regular season title. Mm-hmm. They're playing right now, and I shoot, I forgot her name. That the the player for Northwestern, she's really good. She might end up winning Big Ten Player of the Year honors. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so for those of you who are haven't checked out Northwestern women, they're really good. I mean, they could probably perhaps maybe make some noise in the tournament. Yeah, we shall see. The women's tournament is usually interesting as well this time, even though most of the country doesn't pay attention until this time of the year, just like the men. 
Yeah, I mean, I got, I got to find out who the name because it, it's good. I, 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 I see her face crap, and she's right there in my, <laughs> my head. <laughs> no, but you know, like listen, listen, you got to give props to what they've, the, what they've done because they've been kind of like sort of easing like up. Mm-hmm. So, I'm. Listen, I, like I said before, I think they, they can make some noise. I mean, Joe McKeon is, you know, doing is doing his thing. So, you know, come on, you know, check out the Northwestern ladies. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to have um, Sydney's Hawks Minute, and also we're going to talk a little hockey and also other sports headlines that are on our minds. Second City Sports, ChicagoLandSportsRadio.com. It's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And It's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor, and I am IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. Hey, it's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. 
I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. -play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Freddie Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor. And I am IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, -play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. Gonna let that breathe for a minute. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, welcome back to Second C Sports on Chicagoland Sports Radio.com. Lakina is sitting with you. You can actually check out Christopher Williams on the newest episode of Unsung coming up Saturday, I mean Sunday. Sunday, yes. At 8 o'clock on TV One. So if you have TV One on your cable system, make sure you record it. Or Google it later on YouTube. So I'm sure somebody's yeah. recording it legally and illegally. Oh, <laughs> of course, of course. Not that, not, not, that, not that we're condoning it. That exactly, yeah. All but right, uh, well, uh, taking it back to the New Jack City yeah. soundtrack, 1991. Oh, uh, good times, good times. Yes, yes, yes. I find, okay, I found the name of the young lady that from Northwestern that was a big star, Lindsay Pulliam. That's She's a right. junior. Um, you know, was part of the Code Big Ten champ. She actually lost out to Kathleen Doyle of Iowa. Iowa was the other champion of the Big Ten this year so uh but but again good luck to the uh northwestern ladies this is the first yes. time that they've won at least a you know a big 10 title regular season of any kind so joe mckeon's done a great job there so let's give him some props all right sid uh with the new jack city going on happening in the background speaking <laughs> of i guess i guess maybe um the blackhawks they're getting hot is it too little too late though I will say not, and this is the same person that said this was a playoff team over the summer and before the season started. They are still six points back with a few weeks left to go. Tonight they had the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid. They are here, so it's going to be a tough one. Of course, Edmonton is in third place in their Pacific Division race. Uh, they'll be in today at the playoffs uh, would start. For the Blackhawks, they won three in a row. Can they go for a win, a win number four in a row? It's going to be tough tonight, but... Uh, as I said before, I think I said this uh, earlier in the show, if not definitely before the show, off mic. They need to take at least one point mm -hmm. in each of their remaining games throughout, uh, from here to the end of the first week in April, which when the regular season is. But then the Hawks will end their regular season on that Saturday at New York at um, what's that? The Nassau Coliseum yes. against the New York Islanders. Islanders so, yeah. is it possible? Yes, but they got a leapfrog some teams. 
and they've been playing very well lately. If you watched the game the other night against the Anaheim Ducks, uh, their power play has finally gotten going. Yeah, thank if you saw that, finally. Yeah, and you saw that game on Saturday against uh, the Florida Panthers. They should have won that game in regulation, but thank goodness for Patrick Kane and John, mm -hmm. Jonathan Tanks with those shootout goals. They came through. Uh, this month, they have 11 home games. That should help a little bit. Yeah, and they only have four road games. So, uh, like you said, that should help a little bit. And as soon as I pull up this schedule, I'll give you the opponents tonight. As I mentioned, you have Edmonton. And now the, my computer is up. The, <laughs> to, tonight, you have Edmonton at home. Tomorrow night, you had Detroit. So, it's a tough back-to-back, -to -back, even though Detroit's terrible. But you could struggle there because you're going uh, on the road uh, immediately after tonight's game. Sunday... Uh, you have the St. Louis Blues. You played them on the road a couple of weeks ago. You were leading twice, and yeah. you blew that game, so that's going to be tough. And then next Wednesday, you host San Jose. They've really been struggling oh, yeah, this year, and they had a, lately, a, a coaching yeah. change as well. And then, of course, next Friday, you host in Ottawa. They're terrible. Yeah. And then next Saturday, you're at Washington. I think you can uh, – Depending, that, depending on the seating, though, where they're at right now. Right, I Capitals. think you right. You may count that as a loss, but if you can sneak out of there with a point, that's great. And then the uh, Tuesday the 17th, you're at Minnesota, and then you have Minnesota again at home. Then you're at Buffalo two weeks from Saturday, and then you wrap it up with the home schedule against Nashville, Pittsburgh, Dallas, and the Los Angeles Kings. And then the uh, the 31st, your home finale against Montreal. So you can pick up some points yeah, there. Yeah, you just got uh, just get at least a point. Yeah, you definitely have to over hop three or four teams, but it's definitely possible. Definitely possible. It's uh, yeah, I mean it's doable because like mm -hmm. we said, you know, they they have they've got the talent that can get into the playoffs. They could probably do some damage. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Also, shouts out to Dominic Kubalik. He has yes. 29 goals on this season. He's the, uh, my opinion, the leader for the Calder. Trophy Ridd, that's the first-year player, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Rookie of the Year award for the NHL. He's tied with Patrick Kane for the leader, uh, a uh, team leader in goals with 29. John Detaze, he hasn't had the the, um, the greatest of years, unlike a year ago, but he's starting to come around a little bit. So, rookie Kirby Dog, he's slowly coming on. So, and Brandon Sides been right there as well. So, things are clicking for the Hawks. Their problem is just putting together a full 60-minute game. And like you said, looking that power play is start finally starting to turn around. And Corey Crawford, you know Robin Leonard's out of here now. This is his uh, time to shine in net. He's been doing a good job so far. Boston, though, Boston. I mean, big win the other night at Tampa. But now yeah. they lost Steven Stamkos for the rest yeah. of the regular season. Yeah, the, the Lightning has, and I mean, it, 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 listen, like I said before, I mean, we've been saying it for the last few years. The NHL playoffs, like, weird things happen all the time, so you really can't, like, you know, pinpoint it. But mm -hmm. it would be very hard to knock out the Bruins. I just don't think they're going to be able – anybody's going to be able to do that. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah, they definitely got to show up for what happened. They had a, uh, a poor performance on home ice last year in yep. Game 7. That's, Good grief. Yeah. That, that's so, something they're going to have to overcome. Yeah. Tampa Bay has going to have to overcome what happened last year in the playoffs yeah. as well, being swept by Columbus in the first round after winning 60 games a year ago. But watch out for Pittsburgh. They picked up Patrick yep. Marlowe. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and that, that roster, you just cannot ignore them. I'm interested to see if the Philadelphia Flyers can hang on here. They're chasing the Washington Capitals for that Metropolitan Division title. Big win yep. at Washington last night. Yep. The, and uh, the Capitals, uh, they're hanging on as far as the division is concerned. Pittsburgh Flyers is behind seven. them. Flyers have won seven in a row. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I mean, OV, I mean, is there anything? What, what more can you say about Alexander Ovechkin? 
is there really like anything that you can't say? One of the best him? players of his generation. I mean, <coughs> I mean, me. you know, he is. You know, he moved past Phil Esposito for fifth place in NHL history for career goals, multi-game career goals games. So, I mean, it, it, it's just you know he, he trails only Gordie Howe, Mario Lemieux, Brett Hall, and Wayne Gretzky. Although it might be hard to catch up Gretzky because Gretzky he's like forty five ahead of, yeah. of him. But uh, yeah, I mean, is there really is there anything he can't say about Ovi that's already been said? Not really. He's accomplished uh, uh, just about everything he um, individually throughout his career. I'm glad he has the Stanley Cup. I'm sure he wants another one or mm-hmm. two before he calls it quits. But um, he's decorated from the head to toe. Yeah. So uh, it'll be fun. as far as awards are concerned. Yeah. So. <laughs> And he's going to be another a dad again. So, uh, congrats to him and yes. his wife. Um, I mean, anything else sort of like, you know, more sports headlines that we haven't got a chance to talk about to, so far? Uh, just to wrap up with the hockey real quick in the Eastern Conference, the New York Rangers, um, ah. uh, they've been struggling lately. Uh, former Hawk Artemi Pernier has been carrying them. Uh, Henry yeah. Lundqvist, his days are numbered yeah. or perhaps over because – uh, the great young goaltender in front of him, they've been performing very well. That's a bummer. Yeah, can we? Uh, and the Carolina Hurricanes, they were the story of the playoffs last year uh, in their fans. Ugh. Can they get back to it? Uh, they trailed the New York Islanders by three points for their last wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. And to get back to the rest Western Conference real quick, as far as the wild card is concerned, tied, tied for the first two spots are Vancouver and Winnipeg with 74 points. The Hawks have 68. They are six points behind starting yeah. tonight. Yeah, so they'll be. This could get down some wire. Here. Actually, it's a three-way tie because Arizona won at yeah, Vancouver say, last yeah, night, so yeah. it's a three-way tie. Yeah, so, so it's the Hawks, be- like I said, they had to overjump three or four teams. Yeah. Listen, they can do it. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, we've seen strange things happen in the NHL. Yeah. So I'll give uh, I'll give you a quick history lesson. The old nine Pittsburgh Penguins after their head coaching change. Their last 22 games of the regular season, just to get into the playoffs, they picked up a standing point in each of their last 22 games. So it is possible. Yeah, so they can do it. Yeah. So like, like I said, the key is just to just keep picking up points. Yes. Pick up at least a point, and you'll you know we'll just go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Anything else? So big. The Spike Lee. You mean? Do we have? Do we have to? I, I mean, uh, just a little, just for like a minute or two. Okay. I mean, the whole thing, you know, with Spike Lee, you know, he was on first take. He kind of let all, all his grievances about not being allowed to go to Knicks games. He has to take the back way over at MSG <laughs> to Knicks games, and he doesn't. I'm being beat go. down like Charles Oakley. Darn yeah, it! <laughs> I mean, he's not even. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to Knicks games. Anymore. Do you know who's I bees? I'm Spike Lee. Darn it! Because <laughs> you know, the team's so bad, so I, I don't want. Okay, we'll 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 only spend like a couple of minutes on it, but. What do you think? I mean, it's just it's just becoming like a, a laughing stock at this point. This it is. It's a big uh, to do with nothing. I think there's fault on both sides. Spike Lee, I know he's uh, he wants to be treated like loyalty, even though the Knicks doesn't uh, officially have a mascot. He's been their super fan for the last almost thirty years, and uh, if, if the policy was changed without him being notified, that's uh, Knicks management's fault. But if you're Spike Lee, if they if they told you to go in through the uh, yeah. through the VIP way you do that. But I understand if your ticket's already been scanned, you you know, on the back of the ticket it says you, if you leave, you cannot re-enter. Right. So the, so the next security should have told him, you know, this is our policy going forward. The next time you come here, you have to go in you through, a, go different through a different way. way. Yep. Different way. That's all. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just silly that people were, were gravitating towards this. I mean, I think just think it's hilarious. But 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 Spike was play, playing into it as well. I like yeah. Spike Lee for his work, but he was out of bounds on first take with this one. Totally. I'm a victim. Yeah. They treat me like Charles Oakley. Arrest me. They gonna oh, beat me down. God. Like okay, like, sell okay, it okay, down. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, yeah, well, sell it down. Sell it down, my friend. Uh, <laughs> come on, Spike. Come on. Gotta... They treat me like Oakley. Darn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> All right, uh, Dayton, going back to college hoops, Dayton, I mean, could could they maybe perhaps get a, uh, make a case for a number one seed? I mean, they've easily won their, their, their A-10 title, and listen, there are some people who say that maybe they could probably perhaps maybe get a one seed should they win their conference tournament. I don't know if they're going to get a number one seed, but they should be up for a number two seed. I know they only have two losses, quality losses, uh, during the regular season, but we'll see what they do in the Atlantic 10 tournament. That, that tournament is no joke either. So. No. So it's going to be tough, but if they happen to win that conference tournament, they should be considered for a number two seed. Yeah, they'll definitely be up there over over there in the – probably number two in the East, I would say. Uh, I mean, anything else? I mean, it'll be interesting, though, to see how with everything, especially with Steph – Going to the, back to the NBA, Steph playing today, and it'll be some people wonder like, okay, why is he playing? He's a competitor. He's probably gonna want you know, and also he's probably gonna want to play, play in the Olympics too. So I guess he wants to put something under his belt. So speaking of that, and I saw this on Twitter today, and it's actually been a conversation around the NBA Twitter sphere over the last few Uh-oh. days. Kevin Durant, the now Brooklyn oh, Nets, yes. who hasn't been playing this year. Uh, I know Team USA wants him to play this summer in China. If he's healthy enough to play, would you put him on the roster? I mean, I would maybe perhaps maybe let him play some of like the exhibition games. I know he has some exhibition games coming up too. Because so it'll be exactly one year of his yeah. injury by yeah. the time the Olympics start in July. Yeah, so I, I if I were if I were Pop, I would say sorry about that folks. <laughs> if I were <laughs> Pop, I, I would say, listen, okay, if you want to play, but you're gonna have to maybe perhaps maybe play a couple of games to make sure that you're that you can do it, mm-hmm. and that you can, you can, you know, the stamina of having to play because their schedule is very rigorous in the Olympics. So they literally play every other day, pretty much. So I would say that if he wants to do that, I know he really wants to play. That's the word, you know, from his agent. You know, he really wants to play in the Olympics because he didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to play four years ago. But you're gonna have to maybe, perhaps, maybe try to play a couple of the exhibition games that they got coming up even mm-hmm. before then. So maybe you can kind of, kind of get your Wait, going get the stamina going because, mm-hmm. like you said, they they play every other day in the Olympics. So I'm interested to see how the rest of that roster will look as well because uh, mo- the 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 roster they were there last year for the tournament, like Jalen Brown and some of the other guys, uh, Kyle Kuzma, over the summer, uh, they they're not going to represent our country. <laughs> of course, assuming you go ahead, the big guys like James Harden, Russell Westbrook. And some of the other big names, yeah. so I was like you mentioned, Steph Curry, AD, perhaps. Yeah, Anthony Davis. I, I know they asked for LeBron. I, I don't. I don't think he'll be interested. Nah. But at all, I know that locally around here, uh, I know there's a few whispers that uh, Zach. Le- few people were mad at Zach. Le- did, being, did, did make, make the big the, like, invite. The pre-slot. The pre-slot. Right. It depends on what type of team that they want to have, and I really nothing personal against Zach, but. I have no problem with this. Yeah, I, I don't either. I know people. I, I heard like it'll you know, be it been great, but yeah. I really have no problem with this. I mean, I heard like you know, you know, I should see like you know, Casey Johnson. I think I'm sure like David Kaplan was like, no, I get it. I know Stacey Key made a comment yeah. last week about it. Yeah, so. like he even it's a trap. No, guys, listen. The fact that they even won last year with like their their E t- well their F team, if you will. <laughs> oh yeah, the All Star team. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't have a lot of their big guys, so I'm sure they're gonna want to do that this time. So. 
there was no room for Zach Levine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, listen, listen. Has he improved a lot? He, 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 should he be getting more of his due? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. to say that he should have been in the Olympic, the pre-Olympic roster, no. I'm sorry. There, there are more guys that are more deserving than him. Everybody had to go down before he gets an invite back. Yeah. I'm it, just saying. Exactly. So we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna wrap things up here. Talk about some more stuff that's been that's going on around the sports world, and also maybe pop culture too. Second City Sports, Chicago Sports Radio.com. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor. And I am IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. Hey, it's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor, and I am 
IMS. I've been in the radio and broadcasting business a long time, more than three decades, and I thought, you know, if I spread my knowledge and uh, shared what I know about the business with a lot of young minds, uh, maybe I could uh, get some of those people involved. And uh, my dad talked to schools, and I thought, I could do that too, and I could do it all in one place at Illinois Media School. Uh, I've been having a great time. I tell everybody I'm learning as much from the students as they learn from me. I am Eddie Volkman, and I am IMS. Hey, it's Chris Reese, and I am so glad to be back at IMS. I graduated back in 2007, started uh, my career at US 99.5, started working with uh, Lisa and Ray. I was the producer there for about seven, eight years, and I am so glad to be back in the building teaching uh, some new students here, getting them back doing Adobe, getting over that fear of talking on the radio. And it's Chris Reese, night guy on 101.9 The Mix, and I am IMS. When it comes to sports, Chicago craves a winner. At IMS, we crave creativity. My name is Sam Panionovich. I'm an instructor in the Sports Emphasis Program here at the Lombard Campus, and I've been so impressed with the way our students attack their work. From TV reels to radio shows to play-by-play, our students are constantly challenged to create. It's a hands-on class focused around getting reps and experience. With a group of students that are willing to learn and improve, the product keeps getting better and better. I'm Sam Panionovich, and I am IMS. Welcome back to Second City Sports on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com, along with Lakina McGee spinning the dials on the ones and twos. I am Sid the Kid as we wrap up today's show. I think it's a pretty interesting show, Lakina, uh, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Jason Pfeiffer's not here this week. He will not be na- here next week either. He's on broadcasting duties, as we say, in the business. <laughs> I want to discuss something with you as we right. go off off the top. Uh, sorry to Dean Davis. <laughs> <laughs> um. As we talk about a little bit of R&B, hip-hop music, uh, uh, yes. as you referenced it earlier in the hour, uh, you played Christopher Williams as I'm Dreaming. Of course, his episode of Unsung will be featured on TV1 this Sunday at 8 p.m. Chicago time. This season, of course, they kicked it off uh, a couple weeks ago with the um, group Drew Hill. But um, reading this article, the, uh, here's our, some of the artists they'll be featuring for this season in 2020. Uh, the funk and disco band Sky. Oh, I like. Oh, I love that. It's, it's yeah. kind of like in the seventies. Yeah, 70s, early eighties. Yeah, the disco era. Yeah. They, they, uh, they, they were a part of that movement at the time. Yeah. Morris Day in the time. Um, Lakeside, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, like, yeah, like the instrumental yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be featured this year. Uh, Billy Paul, the late Billy Paul. Oh yeah, d- passed away a few years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shout out to him. Uh, Me and Mrs. Jones. Yes. Love that song. <laughs> Um, also Betty Wright, the cleanup woman, uh, yes. and she did a song with uh, Angie Stone uh, a decade ago in the, like 2007, 2008. I forgot what it's called, but she's uh, known for that for our generation and the younger yes. folks. Also, the late Al Jarreau. Yeah. Uh, for you sports heads out there, we had the NBA All Star Game here uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, the last time it was here in 1988, he did the national anthem. Mm-hmm. A sure great did. jazz artist, um, yep. one of the best ever. And also, it will include Atlanta Hip Hop Quartet, Goody Mob. Oh, that should Remember be Remember CeeLo Green? <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. They don't dance no more. They yeah. don't dance no more. All they do is this. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I like to see that good one. Good times. Good times. Yes, 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 should yes. Be, should be a good one. And also, maybe we've talked about maybe some some uh, some artists that should be featured on Unsung. 
I've said it before. I mean, what happened to Soul for real? I've always wondered. Yeah, they were uh, discovered by the late Heavy D. Yeah. Like, yes. They kind of disappeared. They had like a couple of like, you know, big albums and they, they just disappeared. I mean, it, it's crazy. But um, yeah, I want to know what happened to them. And I guess the, I guess the, like the, the, the thing is that, that at least most of the group has to actually approve wanting to be featured. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why. I don't know. But uh, yeah, though that you know, this season should be really, really good. I mean, I, I learned a lot from the uh, Drew Hill one. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see the episode for yourself, folks. Yeah, so you'll know what say, like, yeah, talking you'll, about. You'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, I can't wait for Christopher Williams because, like he's like you said, you know, before the show, he definitely got railroaded by his record company mm-hmm. and the managers. He was the next next breakout star for the Uptown Records. It was right before Jodeci, right before yep. Mary J. Bajil, part of right that whole clique, yeah, and uh, right Andre Harrell was yes. uh, behind it at the time, and a young. Protege named P. Diddy, Sean Puffy oh. Combs was uh, working under here. Him. Right, who was he? he? Right. I never heard of him. Who's that? <laughs> so it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see that that story for Christopher Wins, as I mentioned, this coming Sunday on TV One. Uh, a couple of artists, as I mentioned before, off mic. Peebo Bryson, uh. he's starting in the late 70s, and he has some hits in the 80s. I'm, we were both 80s babies, so we remember yeah. Peebo Bryson. Also, um, Stephanie Mills, I read an article online a few years ago that, that TV One did ask her, I don't know if it's true or not, I'm assuming it is, going on the assumption that it is true. They mm-hmm. asked her about three times that they could interview her, and she said no. But I would like to see her do it, uh, have an episode on her. And also Keith Sweat. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. been interviewed he's been, by uh, yeah. interview uh, interviewing uh, by uh, comment on other artists. I want to see uh, an, uh, a story about him. Yeah, that should be fun. That would yeah. be a fun one there for uh, Keith Sweat. So yeah, so that's our that's our music uh, stuff for today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we educate you folks out there. Of course. Um, what's trending? Let's talk about what's trending. Yes. Um, Al Michaels. We we talked about it earlier. I'm sure mm-hmm. people were probably like, "What the like? Huh? What? Huh? No, it's not what you think." It's, <laughs> come on, yeah, yeah, you weird, you weirdo social media people. I mean, God. Jesus Christ! I know, I know. There's been like a lot of stuff lately. I know people were freaking out, but no, it's not what you think. We talked about it earlier on the show. ESPN is, you know, trying mm-hmm. to maybe coerce NBC into perhaps maybe you know giving up Al Michaels so that they can pair him with Peyton Manning. Uh, apparently, also have also have interest in Philip Rivers, who's still out there, who's out there on the market right now. Listen, we've said it before. We don't think this is going to happen because <laughs> you know. Al Michaels got two years left on his deal with NBC. I don't see him perhaps maybe wanting to go there because it, I, I just don't see it happening. What do you think? I don't see it happening either. And Philip Rivers becoming a broadcaster, uh, I, I don't know if he wants to do it. Good luck to him. You know who should have been a broadcaster, who was actually on, on pace to do it before he went back to playing for one year was Jay Cutler. I think I heard rumors that he may be trying to do it again. I'm not sure. They put the feel. I think the Foxes put the feelers out. I think because he was supposed to be on the number two team when he came back to play uh, play with the Miami Dolphins a couple years ago with Kevin Burkhardt and Charles. Davis. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they've they proved that they're actually a pretty good team themselves. Right. So, so yeah, they don't really need that. Hey, pair him up with Dick Stockton in <laughs> <laughs> March. Oh, <gosh. laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my God! Nick Stop has been training those um those uh, um, uh analysts of uh, for the last few years. First, it was Troy Aikman. Now you have Mark Schlerer, the former ESPN. Who's inter- really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, he did a couple others too for football. I know in basketball he helped Chris Webber when he started yeah. getting into the business. Now he's doing the top games with Marv Albert and Reggie Miller. Look at him. Yeah, I, if you listen, I've said. I, I know I, Tony I, Gill, our guy Tony Tony Gill, now with NBC Sports Chicago. He hates Chris Webber's broadcasting. You had to ask him himself why. <laughs> I'm trying to wonder that too. Listen, yeah. listen. If you had told me like 20 years ago, after 
about 15 years ago after all this out ha- transpired with the Fab Five, if mm-hmm. you had told me that Chris Webber would be doing college hoops games, especially tournament games, I would have mm-hmm. looked at you like you were crazy. Yeah. But it turns out he's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he's doing like one of the top games with him, with uh, Reggie Miller and uh, Marv Albert. You'll so. see him again this year for March Madness. So. Yeah. Once they once they really, I'm sure they're gonna release their stuff within the next next maybe day or two, maybe tomorrow. Cause yeah, because we're a couple of weeks away from it. Yeah. And so. we'll be here for you on ChicagoLandSportsRadio.com, oh, the opening course. day of the tournament. Of course, you know we're gonna keep you updated there. Yes. That should be. I can't wait. Yeah, I know. I love those. I love some of those. Those. Uh, who knew that the Grant Hill would be really good doing the broadcasting? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Reggie Miller, however you feel about him, he's actually pretty good. I'm sure a lot of people have their their drawers about him doing games, but he's actually pretty good too. So, you know, I actually I, I they've got you know, Grant Hill and Jim Nance and Bill Raftery love Bill. Mm-hmm. They've got I wish you'd be doing more NBA yeah, games, but but you know but I think that who knows. Um Garrett Cole is trending. Yankee fans are freaking, are freaking out because he gave a back-to-back solo home runs to, in their spring training game. Against Yankee Detroit. fans freak out. Aaron oh, Judge is God. down. John oh, Carlos Sandin is down. Garrett Cole is not looking like a Cy Young candidate. The world is over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm also, yeah, come on. Chill, guys. It's, just, <laughs> it's spring training, folks. I mean, come on. Let, let, let's not freak out. Right. I mean, let, let's, come on. Let, let's let's chill with all the freak out <laughs> talk, okay? If anything, you, you want to do it in the regular seat. You want to do it in the spring training. Let mm-hmm. all of it out out the way. Exactly. And that's what spring training is for. Exactly. Um, the, the Arnold Palmer Invitational is going on right now. Um, Rory McIlroy is up early in that in that tournament. That's always a fun tournament. Um, yeah, so that should be a good one. That's always a fun, fun time at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, Tiger, we'll see where he is. You know, we got, we're just a few few weeks away from the Masters. So, yeah, do you think he wins another major or two before he really calls it quits? Because it was a great story last year. Like everybody else, I cheered for him, and he won. Uh, do you think that was his last finale, or do you think he has another major or two in him? I think, think maybe one more, maybe and that's about it. Maybe one more, but listen, uh, maybe maybe this you know, in a few weeks at the Masters. You never know. That, 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 that course is tailor-made for his game. Yeah. So, listen, you never know. I mean, listen, Jack was 46 when he won his last ones. Yeah. Technically, I mean, so... Is it Tiger that's almost the same age, or at least a couple right, years? He's about like a couple of years younger than yeah. than Jack was when he won it. So, yeah, I mean, listen, you never know. But I think it was so perfect last year. You know, it broke Twitter again as the sirens go. We're, we're sorry about that, folks. It's one of the pitfalls of <laughs> broadcasting in like open air like this. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I, I listen. I'm intrigued. I mean, I would love to see. Listen, I'm, listen, I'm cheering for guys like Matt. Matt Kuchar, who hasn't won one. Uh, mm-hmm. Lee Westwood, who hasn't won, who's been close a couple of times at the Open. I want Phil to win the U.S. Open <laughs> so mm-hmm. bad, but uh, yeah, it's gonna it's 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 gonna be fun. Should be a fun one. The golf season coming up because we're gonna like kind of get into gear here. Oh, speaking of uh, something that was surprising and, and earth shattering, uh, in quotes. Did you watch the TNT uh, post game show on Tuesday? <laughs> Shaq had the quote unquote Stephen A. Oh, oh God. Apparently, apparently, he lost a bet with D Wade. Yep. <laughs> and um, that was the bet. I mean, shave it off, Shaq. I've, yes, said, I've been saying it. I've been saying it all over. Shave it off. He looked. He actually looked pretty good with a bald head. Yes. Shave it off. You know, join the bald men's club. It's fine. You yes. look. You actually would look. You look good with a bald with bald uh, Shaq. So let, let's. <laughs> you know. Oh God, that 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 looked really bad. Yeah. Talk about trending for all the wrong reasons. Come on, Shaq. Yeah, he looks silly with that. Yeah, just it, shave it off and you'll be fine. All right. Um. Oh, the Cubs and White Sox. What are your kind of your early impressions? 
Um, for the Cubs, we'll see how Chris Bryant adjusts to being the leadoff better, as I said last week. How long would that last? We shall see. Mm-hmm. And then for the White Sox, uh, it's good positive vibes down there. They're mm-hmm. doing good. Let's see if that carries into April and May. Uh, we, we all know that the weather is not great here in Chicago. It might it may be changing a little bit this year, but we shall see. But <laughs> they have an early uh, favorable schedule, especially in the month of April. They do, yeah. And so we'll we'll see what happens. You know, let's see if the Sox, they need to go to a good start. I'm not saying like 2005, shocking <laughs> the you-know-what out of people. They'll be great, but they need to go to a, a – a decent start. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to describe it. If they can go to a good start, I mean, you know, I think that they'd be okay. Um, Raheem Mostert is trending because apparently he said he's not going to sign any more autographs with the coronavirus concerns. Oh, yeah, the NBA put out their rule, too, until yeah, further notice. Further so like, notice yeah. like I said, I know we, have, we all had to take precautions and everything, but I think some of y'all is just freaking the you-know-what out. Yeah, it's, it's a little – it was a – you know, listen, precautions, yes, but let's not do a total freakout. Yeah. Just like I said, the, the, the greatest uh, way to to alarm the American public is to scare them. I hate to say it every time it works. Yeah. But some people just lose perspective and lose their minds. Exactly. Um, the XFL's ratings, unfortunately, continue to go down. What do you think? I mean, I didn't watch it last week, so see, I'm part of it. See, you're part of the reason why. <laughs> see, guys, see Oliver Luck. If you're listening, if you're watching, it's all Sid's fault <laughs> that he's not watching. Like I haven't been watching it, so I'm consistent. But you haven't watched. But yeah, I mean, ooh, that, that I, and, I, and I know Oliver Luck has been pulling out the feelers that the feelers out there that he they may try to get maybe get some college age guys that may either skip college or go maybe you know, skip maybe a couple years of college and go straight to the XFL. You may not have a league in a, like in a few months. So what do you think? Uh, they have to try something, so I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I do know this. They're not going to go back to the WWE uh, marketing again. Because remember what happened the last time. And for those of you who didn't see the 30 for 30 and don't remember, they went to that strategy, and it did not work. And plus, the football was terrible. So this time around, like we all we said before, it's more football-centric, no outside entertainment or distractions. So they're going to go down. They're going to go down their way. Yeah, it, 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 you feel bad for guys like Matt Elam former first rounder mm-hmm. got cut by the DC defenders a couple of days ago. Yeah. That, you know, you, you know, it's pretty bad if they're, if he's getting cut and other guys are getting cut. Mm-hmm. I mean, although unlike the other, you know, the American, the, you know, the Alliance of American football, they can pay their bills. They actually, I'm sure they'll be able to actually finish the season. They'll actually be able to pay their guys. Mm-hmm. So even though, you know, in St. Louis, I mean, they're going to be playing this weekend. They're getting a lot of fan support. For the for their team, mm-hmm. because you know after what happened with the Rams, so at least there is some positive stuff here. But I know some people said that maybe perhaps maybe going to Chicago for an XFL team. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be able to do that, especially this time of year. I don't know if you're gonna, that's going to happen, but right again, we'll see. All right, anything else tickling your uh, fancy before we wrap up? Uh, just waiting for this regular season to end for college football because, uh, not college football, ooh, college basketball, good grief, <laughs> college basketball. We know the conference tournaments for these smaller uh, conferences are starting now. They started a couple of days ago, and the and the big boys will start on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. As we mentioned, the Big 12, the Big 10, the Big East, and the, and, um, the Pac-12. Pac-12, yeah. Missouri Valley, I mean – Let's 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 cheer for some of these Illinois teams to yes. advance so that we can get maybe a more than one team in the tournament. Just yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. Um, San Diego State's up 
by a basket against Air Force right now. That that game's on CBS Sports Network, so if you have that or if you can stream it, you know, you can check that out. I, I love this time of year because you get to see teams and players that you probably have heard about but probably haven't seen. Mm-hmm. That should be fun. All right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. It's time to go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so you can follow me at Keena McGee on Twitter, at Keena underscore McGee on the Insta. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. That's both for Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the Dean Davis Show, which is the crew that I'm a part of on all of our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dean Davis Show. Once again, at Dean Davis Show. And you, wherever you download your podcast, make sure you download Dean Davis to Sports Show and Dean Davis to Flip. Wherever you get your podcast, you make sure you down, download Dean Davis to Sports Show and Dean Davis to Flip. And you can read all my articles at, on the White Sox and Blackhawks at weareregalradio.com. That's W E A R E R E G A L radio.com. All right, Jason would kill me if I don't do this. So you can follow the show's Twitter handle at 2NDCSCHI. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> 2NDCSCHI. Follow us. We follow back. Um, yeah, so, you know, wrapping things up here, you know, stay you know, stay safe out there and stay warm. Oh, actually, it's going to be a little, it's actually going to be pretty good this weekend. Yes. So <laughs> be safe out there, folks, and, you know, shake hands, wash your hands, do whatever. And cover your mouth when you cough and sneeze. Exactly. Come on, basics, people. Thank you. Okay, no, no students of the game game tonight because I, I believe Joe's actually gonna be doing the UIC game coming up tonight. So no, and I know like Chris got another game too, and also Jessica got other stuff. So, so no students of the game, but check them out next week. For Sid, I'm Lakey, and this has been State Sports, Lynch Chicago Land Sports Radio We'll see you next week. Send them home. Holla. <laughs>